What is up, people? You are listening to another episode of the Imperial Broadcast. I'm your host, Jamari Stewart, joined, as always, by my co-host, Kendall Stewart, in person. Yeah, yeah, I'm not just joining you this time, but I'm joining you, like you said, in person. Um, we are here at the compound, the uh, the cantina, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> We're at, uh, we're at uh, Mazda's Castle, Kendall. We're at Mazda's Castle <laughs> on Yavin 4. But, no, um, yeah, we're, we're here, we're, we're, we're in person, we're doing this podcast, and uh, we are coming off of the first round of episodes of Ahsoka. Uh, first two episodes dropped last week. Um, we are going to give our thoughts on that before this week's episode's release. Um Obviously, this is going to be a very heavy, uh, spoiler-heavy conversation. Yes, yes. Uh, involving spoilers. Ahsoka, a lot of spoilers. Um, you know, I think we, mo- you know, quick non-spoiler. I think we both enjoyed it to a degree. You know, if you want to just know our impressions of it, but you don't want to, uh, but you haven't seen it yet. But, um, but we're gonna get into all the spoilers of what happened in the first two episodes. So, uh, be wary of that. But also, just be wary of the fact that this is an Ahsoka episode uh you know not much else is really happening in the star wars universe right now yep um ahsoka is the focal point of everything and uh there won't really be much to get into outside of that um there may be conversations within our ahsoka conversation you know but otherwise everything's gonna be related to that show so um again if you haven't seen it uh i suggest you do um you know Unless you just don't win Disney Plus, which I, you know, don't blame you. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, I enjoyed the first episode of Ahsoka, first two episodes of Ahsoka. How about you, Shamar? I did as well. I very much enjoyed it. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think non spoiler, I enjoyed the show. I recommend it if you haven't seen it. Um, I also recommend uh, Rebels if you haven't seen Rebels because this non spoiler. Uh, even just going based on the trailers and, and whatnot, um, definitely a spiritual successor to Star Wars Rebels. Yeah, um, our you know I, it's funny I, I had our parents watch a uh, a Rebels recap before they watched it. Um, there there's a couple out there. Uh, Screen Crush did one that was like 30 minutes, and I thought that would be good, but it ended up being way too way too long, way too much, like non-rebel stuff like it was a lot of like basically like took you through the entire like six like, movies yeah all right starting at phantom menace i was <laughs> like what does this have to do with, <laughs> with rebels or ahsoka but um but yeah that one probably a little too long but i mean look it's very thorough and by the end of it again you probably if you're not like super locked in you definitely miss details just because again so much information in 30 minutes but mm-hmm. um but it's, it was enough to catch you up if you, you never saw rebels we have like a faint uh, familiarity with these characters in terms of Ahsoka being Anakin's Padawan and Ezra being the the Jedi kid and you know this and that like um, it, it fills in the gaps so that when you see Sabine Wren in this show you can immediately say oh I know that is even if you didn't see Rebels or you see Hera mm-hmm. you're like oh that's the green Rebel girl yeah I know right. what that is so I do recommend that obviously for people that haven't seen Rebels like you said uh, the show works i think better as a as as a sequel to rebels you know in terms of that approach knowing you know you i think this is at least the first two episodes could definitely be enjoyed by anybody because it while it it gets into while there are a lot of rebels characters there's not a ton of like oh you know uh back in my day or you remember when this happened and this mm-hmm. and that like a lot of it's a lot of new... I mean, the first scene is two new characters. You know, we get introduced to two new characters. Uh, was it Balin and, and I forgot the other girl's name? Uh, Shin. Yeah, Balin and Shin. We get introduced to them and um, immediately, like, again, we're assuming, like, this is Ahsoka, you know, we know Sabine and Hera and all that. We're assuming immediately it's going to start and we're going to be in Rebel Season 5 or whatever season. But, um, but no, it starts out you know, introduced uh, two new characters. I think that's an intentional intentional decision to to send a message that this isn't necessarily going to be Rebel Season 5, that this yes. is going to be different. 
Yes, and we are in full spoiler territory, so by all means, if you haven't seen it yet, um, definitely hop off now, watch it, and then come back. Um, but uh, but yeah, so it does. Let's let's we could just stop start off with that. So it starts off with basically the trailer um, that we had seen, yes. that everyone had seen. Um, Balin and and and, and uh, Shin show up. Like, oh, Jedi, they're claiming to be Jedi. We all know they're not Jedi, or not anymore. And um, and they take over the ship. They kill everyone, take the ship. Um, you know, um, they free Morgan Elsbeth, and now she's on the loose. Uh, so, um, uh, so that was a pretty provocative intro. We then also see Ahsoka. Also, not yeah. to cut you off, rewind. Yeah, ahead, yeah, but it actually starts with a crawl. It starts gotta, with a crawl. We gotta talk about the crawl because we were Which on the call, is, we were watching it together, and that crawl pops up, and we both were like audible, like "What? Wow!" Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that really is a very minor detail. Shouldn't affect like if a Marvel movie started with a crawl, I wouldn't, I wouldn't really react. I'd just be okay. You know, this how the movies start. But with in in the where with where we're at with Star Wars right now, like that's something that they've avoided. It's something mm-hmm. that adds to these projects. So it was a very very minor detail, but I think a very important one, very significant detail. And again, um, it helps for the people that haven't seen Rebels. You know, even the people that have seen Rebels it helped us. But like, you know, if you're like, <laughs> you, you know, they start throwing out names, Grand Admiral Thrawn, and you know this and that, and you're like, I don't know who these people are. It's like you're just it's in the crawl. You know, clearly this person's important. If you want to know why, Google it. But you know, right? As opposed to names, and you're like, who is this person that they're talking about? Yeah, yeah, and and it just speaks to the how, how much how seriously they're treating this specific project. Yep. Um, and of course, you know, obviously, Filoni being the creative director there, I mean, he has a lot more pull, I guess, than he did before. Um, so if he wants to throw in a crawl in his project, he could he could probably just do that. But um, even so, just you know, having something like that greenlit still just says a lot about the mag magnanimity the 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 uh, magnitude, magnitude <laughs> of this project when looked at in comparison to Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, yeah, and even Andor. So that is definitely very noteworthy. Um so we also see Ahsoka um fight the robots and um she she finds the some kind of artifact that would appear to be a map to Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um you know, kind of what did you think of that opening scene? Um, and did, did you have any particular takeaways from that? I mean, like we said, it connected to the crawl. Because, um, again, I didn't really know how the show... I didn't really know what the story of the show was going to be. Again, a lot like Star Wars movies when you go into them. You know, when it's Rise Skywalker, not knowing really what the movie was going to be about. We just know the Emperor is back somehow. We got the explanation of the crawl. didn't love it, but... Um, yep. A lot of times the crawl informs you on what has been happening and what is going to happen. So right. I wasn't really thinking until I saw like the previously on Star Wars thing. Like I really didn't know what to expect. Um, and then we, they sh- they kept showing they you know they showed the I believe they showed like the you know Morgan asked this thing where it was like uh, you know from Mandalorian her fight with Ahsoka and right. once I saw that I was like oh I guess you know. She's going to be important to the series. And then the crawl illustrated that she was imprisoned and that she's being held in this thing. And at that point, you know, all right, breakout's happening at some point. Uh, and then first scene, you know, exactly what's going on. So um, the way that that was done, again, the way you use the crawl to introduce the first scene, to introduce two new characters that you know are going to be important to the series, I thought was very well done. I don't remember. I don't know if you remember what the first scene of Obi Wan was. I know that's a very specific question. I almost know in no way you would know off the top of your head, but um, I don't know off the top of my head. But again, I almost feel like part of that is like something where like a crawl, you know, comes into hand, comes into play. I agree. You know, like yeah. was the first scene in, in Rise of Skywalker, Kylo Ren. 
walking around on X Google. Yeah, it's Kylo Ren. He was flying through whatever crazy portals and right. space storms he was flying through. Right. He's getting the visions or whatever. Yeah. Palpatine. Yeah, it shows up on Exegol. It was very zero to one hundred uh, opening <laughs> for Star Wars, or um, for the, for the sequel trilogy anyway. But yeah, no. I, you know, I mean, look, I thought it was a very good first scene. It kind of reminded me of like the the anti version of the Luke Skywalker scene in, in Mandalorian. You know, where it's like and two yeah. Jedi show up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this time. Yeah. They're not, they're not, I'm not trying to help you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was very interesting, um, very provocative, um, very provocative opening. I just wish we hadn't seen the scene five trillion times in the trailers. Oh yeah, I mean we were calling and, out and TV spots. <laughs> we 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 were we were like Ray Lewis, you know, middle linebacker calling out the other team's plays, watching this thing. We're like, oh yeah, this, so this is when he does this, and then this is when that's gonna happen because we saw it all in the trailer. Yeah, we saw every literally every snippet of that scene. Yeah, um, so it was fun to see, but. But we had seen it um, already. Um, so jump to Lothal. Sabine is on Lothal. Yeah. Um, this is where having the rebels background yeah. helps. And that's going to be a very constant theme for me. There was a lot of this where I'm just like, if you didn't watch Rebels or didn't at least have any any kind of Rebels context, you know, you're going to be missing out on quite a bit. Um, Sabita's is on Lothal. Ryder, uh, shout out to Clancy Brown for getting that live, for making getting that live action role. Um, it, <laughs> it was funny when we saw him. We were like, um, obviously we knew it was Clancy Brown. Yeah, and like I didn't, I didn't like automatically know like, oh yeah, he played Ryder in, in Rebels, <laughs> but right. I just assumed I was like, look, he had to. It's Clancy Brown, obviously. Yeah. He had some sort of voice role in Rebels. I don't know what it was, but if they're bringing him back for this, he definitely had a voice role. So my inclination was maybe it's the same guy he is now. And you know, I looked it up, and then I saw a writer, and then I saw the picture. I was like, oh, yeah, this is this governor of Lothal. Yeah, it's the same guy. Yeah, same guy. Exact same guy. And when you hear his voice, when I heard his voice, I was like, oh, yeah, so that's the guy. Yeah. I kind of, but I just never put it together when watching the show because Clancy Brown's voice is just all over the place. Right, right. Um, but, yeah, so a writer makes an appearance. And um, so that was fun. Sabine is uh, being rebellious, no pun intended, and um, not showing up to ceremonies that she should be showing up to. Um, watching holograms of Ezra. Now, jumping to the Ezra conversation, I guess right off the bat. Kendall, yep. Um, this is the only snippet of Ezra that we get in the episode is that hologram. <laughs> I pointed out to you, he's, he's credited in the, not only like in like the, like the, the, you know, the actual full credits, but he's credited in like the, you know, the title sequence. See the, the actor's name, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, like amongst like eight, seven, six, seven actors. I'm like, you get the top billing for that. So I'm assuming we have to get a decent amount of him if that's what they're doing. But I don't know. And also, it's not like be one thing like like we saw in in uh. With Secret Invasion, they kept saying special guest star Colby Smulders, you know, in part because she's a, she's a big-time actress, so, like, right. even the littlest role that she plays is still a big deal right. in the grand scheme. I don't know who this kid is. You know, if this was Mina Masood, I'd be like, all right, I get it. Like, that's just a name that's going to get people to watch, right. you know, so to speak. But, like, nobody knows who this guy is, so <laughs> you're not putting his name on there, you know, for a little cameo if that's the only thing he filmed the entire I mean, time. you would think so, um, but, I mean, he's also playing such a big... Star Wars, whatever character that maybe you want. If this per this is your Ezra, right? You want to acknowledge that. You want to acknowledge Ezra, you know, and and maybe they also they have plans for him in the future, which we also have discussed. Yes, as well. Um, this is the only bit of Ezra that we saw. Now the little bit that we saw, Kendall, and the what we heard, sold me on him as Ezra. Um, and I told you that when we watched it, I'm yeah. sold on him in a. If that, if what he said in that hologram was their whatever pitch or right, that was his audition, that was his audition, that was his read for them. <laughs> I agree with their decision. That was Ezra. I, I got to see the look. You know, I mean, I've, I've seen what the guy looks like, <laughs> um, but like I got to see him in, in the Ezra cosplay in the in the full Ezra get up. Um, we only had like a real snippet where you can't really see him grainy. 
you know, hologram footage. It's like, I don't know. But, right. um, but he sounds like Ezra. He sounded like Taylor Gray. Just like Taylor Gray, you know. Like, the voice inflection. Like, he watched, like, he watched hours of Rebels. Yeah, the speech pattern. <laughs> he watched he hours like, and hours and hours of Rebels. I, I told Henry, like, it was almost, uh, our brother Henry, uh, I was talking to I was telling him about it, and I told him, I was like, it was almost, like, a little jarring and eerie, because, like, Ezra is such a, he's such a, just, you know, not to, not to, like, knock him, but he's just kind of a generic, you know, main character kid, you know, in a show, so it's like, it's, and that's, like, a a voice and and a a trope that's, like, made for, like, animation, you know, but then when you see it in live action, you're like, this isn't a real real person, (laughs) you know, no real person talks like this, but, like, again, it, it was so lifelike to Ezra. That that was uh I mean to me I th- I thought he was the most lifelike of them all, um right. you know to me and I told you that while we were watching it I had to, we had to pause it at one point because I was like this is tripping me out like there's there's someone that's in a Hera costume but this this isn't Hera you know there's someone in a Sabine costume but I don't know if this is Sabine you know yeah uh, I didn't I mean again we only saw a little bit of Ezra but I didn't get that impression from Ezra where I was like oh this is just some guy that's just trying to do Ezra you know, <laughs> impersonation or something like that. Um, I do think that they, you know, I I would have went CGI with Hera. That's my personal opinion. Mm. Whatever you did with, uh, whatever you did with Zeb, I would have done the same thing. <laughs> like, I know, like, in theory, it can be done practically. It probably has been done practically in the past with the Twilight. Right. But... I just think it's too jarring. Like I, I just see a Mary, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead with green paint and some weird and a weird hat. Like, that's just what I see. That, like it's too jarring to me. Like Ahsoka is is humanoid enough to where again you do the makeup well enough, you can definitely make that work. Um, right. Hera again, you can do it, but if you're gonna do it, it's got to be airtight. I thought this was like a B, a B B plus in terms of the prosthetics and everything like that. Like. In the trailers uh, and stuff, it didn't look as bad, but, like, it's not, I'm not saying it looks terrible, but, like, I didn't notice it or think about it with seeing the trailers, but, like, then watching it and having to, like, and really, like, immerse myself into the idea that that's Hera, you know, and, and that's Sabine, and that's this one. Yeah. I, that I, was the one that was tough for me. I feel like, so there's a couple of things. I feel like if they, ironically, is working against them, but if they had casted someone that I didn't see, Right. whose face I wasn't right. used wasn't, to seeing. Yeah, it wasn't recognizable. Like, I didn't recognize it. That might have been easier for me. Right. I'm like, this is uh, Ramona Flowers from... Yeah, from, from like, Scott Pilgrim, Pilgrim. You know? You know, it was just... <laughs> but just green. This is, uh, Huntress from, from Birds <laughs> of Prey. Right. So as an actress, I'm, I'm used to seeing. And... Um, and you're right. The costume wasn't, like, spectacular. Right, you know, like we've seen cosplays that look like this. Which, which again, for in a for like it's it's an Ahsoka show, so they're gonna make right. sure Ahsoka is airtight. That's the one that's got to be, you know, like look like Nebula from Guardians of the Galaxy, where it's like right. This this is like looks like this is completely real. Yes. Um. I, you know, I don't know if they put that level of attention to detail in the hair. I'm sure they did. They had to because they know you're obviously the main character, but like. But yeah, it just doesn't look as good as the Ahsoka does. Yeah, and it might be yet. a harder job, but I mean, the Ahsoka design isn't easy either. Though I honestly, I'd make the case that a lot of the other Twi'leks we'd seen in the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett looked better. Interesting, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I would say that with with a decent amount of amount of certainty. Um, but I mean, Mary Elizabeth Weinstead did a good job. She did a good job. But yeah. so it's nothing against her. It's just the look itself um, wasn't as good as probably. It, yeah, it wasn't quite as good as as I think um, I would have hoped. That's probably that's probably the best way to put it. To me, I think I think a big thing is what you mentioned about the recognizability. Yeah, you know, because I'm showing you I a picture of a, of a of a Twilight from Mandalorian. I yeah, it was and yeah, I buy that. It's not. It, it was not. It's not a jarring. Yeah, it's like I bought the Twilights or whatever that was in uh, the Return of the Jedi and right. whatnot with Boba with with, Boba, with uh with a uh, Jabba the Hutt and, and whatnot and the, and the right. thing. I bought that. And it, and honestly though, it's not only just 
the actress being recognizable, but there's also a recognizable character. So now you're yes. thinking, like, yes, Hera from Rebels it's her- it looks is- like this. And then I also done seeing Mary Elizabeth Weinstead in green paint. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, like, trying to... Make me think that they're the same person is tough. It's hard. You know? It's very hard. And they, they did it with Rosario Dawson, and that was incredible. Um, I don't. I'm not as like with with Ahsoka. Like, oh, it's just Rosario Dawson, you know, mm-hmm. in, in orange paint like that. I'm pretty, you know, uh, I'm pretty, you know, uh, just concluded with the fact that that is uh, Ahsoka. But yeah. but with Hera, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and I, again, I thought the performance was fine. Like, she definitely screamed Hera from a personality standpoint, from the role she was playing and this right. and that. Um, and she'll have, I think, I'm assuming she'll have more to do. And, mm-hmm. you know, th- I think just with repetition, once you start seeing the character more and more and more, then you just kind of think, you know, yeah, that's her. That's 100% that's her. Um, yeah. But. Overall, that the show didn't have that much of a problem with it. The Sabine thing, I think, was interesting because, like, her cutting her hair, like, I think helps. I thought the long, helps the long ton. rainbow hair. I was like, I don't know who this. It is. helps so much, you know. And and I and I and I mean, her look before was fine, right? You know, like it was it was good enough. But the, with the short hair, it's like, no, that's yeah, Sabine. that's one hundred percent Sabine. That's Sabine. Yeah. The what you are doing before was yeah. I was yeah. you know trying to be Sabine. Right. This is Sabine, right? So that I'm looking forward to seeing more of as well. Um, so, um, so Kendall, kind of, there are several discussions I wanted to jump into. Awesome. So, you know, of course, um, so of course, uh, you know, we know Hera, uh, Hera. we know uh, Sabine and Ahsoka are having this. You know, Master Padawan. You know, kind of. I am or I'm not your Padawan. Yeah. What do you make of that? Um, because like I mentioned it to you while we were watching it. Like, I mean, this is new. You know, this isn't really like anything. Not nothing from Rebels. Completely new information. Like this is something that they just decided to write into this, and again, natural progression maybe. Right. Um. But like, I was like, you know, I mentioned to you, I was like, wait, was it Kanan the one that taught her how to like use a lightsaber and all that? Mm -hmm. Like. You know, I understand he he died, obviously, but, like, you know, he, he <laughs> I don't want to be like, she's had two masters, but, you know, that, that, that was, just, again, it was so jarring how they just went in full tilt in, like, the master Padawan thing, and I was like, I thought they were borderline peers, at, you know, at one point, right. so that, I thought that was interesting. I'm wondering how much focus is going to be on that. How they um, a good half, I would say, of these first two episodes was Sabine Focus. Right. Which definitely surprised me. Um, and a good amount of the trailers are Sabine focused. Or, or, or screen time in the trailers, not the entire trailers themselves. But are Sabine focused. So I'm wondering if Sabine is now getting a push. Which would be very ironic because I remember during way back during our Rebels reviews. Excuse me. Talking about how Sabine should be given more focus. And how she's not being being given nearly as much focus as Ezra, even though Ezra was getting on my nerves most of the time. Right. Uh, but we have a Mandalorian character here that has all this interesting kind of familial, like, you know, meaningful lineage and all that kind of stuff. And it's not really getting that much shine. So I just thought, I think that's very interesting. Um, but the relationship itself, I don't know. I'm, I could see myself if this is something that really drags into the six episodes. I could see myself like not loving it if Ahsoka say if the next episode of Ahsoka turns around and says, "See, I knew you weren't ready. Yeah. I knew it. You're not my yeah. apprentice. They had, You're they not had my some, Padawan." They had some lines like that already, where it was like, the, "Yeah, if it was snarky." Yeah, you know, if, if that drags, yeah, yeah. I might be like, "I don't know why they're forcing this. Why right. they're really pushing this?" Uh, you know, this. The, the, I would be. I would would have been happier with just a season two if. Or another show or something. Right, if right. they were really wanted to try to push this. <laughs> the, I don't know. The thing to me that was uh, interesting with with um, the Sabine thing. One, I mean, like you talked about it. Like if they want to push the character, where where was she in Mandalorian? 
Like she is a Mandalorian. Yeah, we talked about it. You, if you've known, like again, I love Filoni. Done a great job, but you're involved with Mandalorian too. Yeah. Whose decision was it to just yeah, say we're we're not yeah. using Sabine at all? You know, it's not like it's like oh, it's not my show. Like yeah, it is, like it's not. But it, but if you wanted to put Sabine in it, I mean, you, you were able to get Ahsoka in it. Bo Katan knows who Sabine is. You were able to get Bo Katan in it. You were able to get uh, Zeb in it. Very familiar. Yeah, I mean, there's <laughs> way a million different ways you could have done it. And it's not like she was like oh. The story's out. She was kidnapped, or she's been in hiding on Dagobah. Like, <laughs> right. She's out there. Everybody knows who she is. Yeah, she's like a famous yeah, hero. public figure. Sabine Wren. It doesn't make sense that, like, there was no scene. Even, like, a, you know, uh, like, uh, you know, X-Men First Class, where they go to recruit Wolverine, and he's like, F off. You know, yeah. like, even just a scene where it's just, like, her yeah. talking to her, and her being like, nah, I'm doing something else, or I'm not in the right headspace, whatever the conversation is. Just to tease that you know, the the Avengers style Sabine will return <laughs> kind of <laughs> right. thing. But they we didn't we didn't get that at all. And I think again, little moments like that, think about the excitement we had when we saw Zeb in like the background of one episode. Mm-hmm. Like a little moment like that really would have really helped the last season of the Mandalorian, which had a lot less of that and a lot more, you know, Jack Black and Lizzo, <laughs> you know, for like a better term. Um, right. But but yeah, no, I thought the uh the Sabine inclusion uh, and, and push was was interesting from that perspective, um, but I honestly I feel like they're gonna do like a I think they're definitely gonna highlight it because I think they're doing a parallel with like the the Vader Anakin Ahsoka thing like oh you know I was I was Anakin's Padawan and now this is my Padawan right dynamic uh, again I, doing it with Sabine for me is a, is a it's a little weird. Just because, like, again, I almost viewed them as peers. Yes. You know, like, I'm, like I like when I think of a Padawan, I think of somebody you, you adopted at a, at a young age, so to speak, as, like, your your, ment- your mentee, um, you know, or, you know, again, you don't have to be, like, a, like a baby, but, right. like, you know, again, it could be somebody Ezra's age or somebody right. teenager. Like, Sabine, at this point, is, is grown. Yeah, you know, she's an adult. You know, an adult Padawan, like, again, I'm not saying it's impossible. Yeah, Obi Wan was was an adult Padawan. Yeah, there you go. Obi Wan was, but, um, but I don't know. It just felt like you know, given that these characters already known each other, you know, like it wasn't like oh I've just met them or you know I don't know that that part is a little bit weird. But um, then again, now the, the relationship and their dynamic is totally different than what it, <laughs> what it's been in the past. Yes. So I just have to get used to that. But again, that goes back to you know, as much as the having the the context of rebels and the prior knowledge of rebels is important in some ways you kind of got to throw it out out throw it out the window in certain instances yes. and say this is new you know this i know these characters but these characters weren't doing this when the last time i saw them so this is new yes. so we're all experiencing experiencing this together yes um now kendall so before we get to some of the more uh i'll say interesting uh discussions that we plan to have and that have been going on already on the internet um you know on the various kind of social social spaces and channels we follow um first i want to give a shout out to qui-gon for you know after sabine gets stabbed in the gut she lives qui-gon gets stabbed in the gut and he kicks the bucket yeah r.i.p to qui-gon of course no, that's that's of course isn't the first time that's of course we see Darth Maul. And come that back. wasn't a uh, and Qui Gon didn't pull an Obi Wan Vader where he, you know let himself get struck now. <laughs> yeah, you know, so he's going to force goes. No, whatever. yeah, he didn't. He that was very unexpected. <laughs> that was very unexpected. You know, and and uh, so Qui Gon gets stabbed in the gut. And look, I'm not I'm not you know saying the show was poorly written or anything. I'm just saying. You know, Qui Gon's got to be, uh, you know, he's got to be kind of, kind of not feeling too great in, as as a force goes. Our right dad now. mentioned shout out shout out to our dad, but he he mentioned also the no blood, you know, when people are getting stabbed. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not obviously you know I think it's just a TV rating thing. I just think, mm-hmm. I think they, they, the more blood and gore, the harder it is to sell to younger audiences. Yeah, um, and you don't really see too much blood in in Star Wars, really. Right. Um, you know, that's not. 
I mean, I think like Anakin on Musafar is probably the exception. <laughs> that's probably that's probably the exception, but outside of that, you don't really see blood right. really in Star Wars and and Luke, I guess. Um, right. With when it was fight his fight with Vader, first fight with Vader. Vader, yeah. Um, but those are the only exceptions. Outside of that, you're not you're not really seeing a whole lot of blood in Star Wars. Yeah. Um. But um, but that is an interesting detail to point out. Point out regardless. Um, but yeah, I did want to, I did, I did, I just, not, not to cut you off, I'm just going to say, um, but I have heard people mention what you just said though, about like, that they gotta, that they're ruining the the lightsaber as a weapon. When you start stabbing people with lightsabers and it's not fatal, stabbing people in the chest, like it's not like. Yeah, in the chest, you know, they could have had it been like a side shot. Yeah, right. You know, you know, shoulder you know, or sliced him in the back and it's like, ah, burn. Yeah, yeah, burn. you know, like the Cutting off like limb. Kylo Ren Finn and all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Um but just, just stab yeah. right through. Like in one end, not the other. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's very that's that, a very serious injury. So uh so yeah, very surprising. Um and of course I know this is like, you know, super sci fi future and all that kind of stuff, but man, that's a very serious injury. And she's walking around. I mean, it didn't seem like that was weeks later. I don't know what the time skip was, but it seemed like a pretty, pretty uh, quick turnaround for her to her to heal up from that. But um, um, and I don't know. Of course, they have Bacta and all that other kind of technology, but still. Um, but I did like the fight though. I liked her fight with with uh, Shin. I thought that was cool. Um, and uh, um. And at this point, I feel like we should have probably move into one of the other, a couple of other um, just noteworthy things that that we noticed um, as we were watching these two episodes. So first, Kendall, for me, one thing that I noticed is that Morgan Elsbeth is a night sister. Apparently, people had known that. I didn't know that that Morgan Elsbeth is a night sister. People, yeah. had, people had either known or speculated that, or I've seen the spe- I've saw the speculation about that. I forgot what the connection was, but I remember seeing that going into this show. Um, people were talking about that there could be a connection there. But, yeah, that was pretty much confirmed. Um, yeah. So. It got confirmed. She's using the magic and yeah. all that kind of stuff. So, talking about her sisters and all that. So, um, so that's a pretty interesting detail. Um now she brings Balin and Shin to this um, Stonehenge-looking type place, uh, where she uses her magic to set up the the map that's gonna bring her to Thrawn. And um, when um, when Balin points out, he's like, "This place wasn't built by a Jedi. Who built it?" Um, she says it was built by ancient people from a distant galaxy, quote unquote. Um, and that that is where Grand Admiral Thrawn is banished. Um, so I'm just like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so ancient people from a distant galaxy. So we're literally going into other galaxies at this point, uh, which is pretty uncharted territory, I think, in Star Wars. Um, I mean, we know about the unknown regions. Um, we know about the Chiss ascendancy. Um, I know. I, I know in Legends there have been other, um, like other, like empires and places outside of the quote unquote known Star Wars universe. But this is still pretty uncharted territory. Like we're really like no, they're they're talking about like going to another galaxy to free Admiral Thrawn, quote unquote free Grand Admiral Thrawn. Um, so yeah, I thought that was pretty striking. Did you have any, any kind of reaction to that? Um, I mean, I'm curious what that looks like. Uh, like you said, where is Thrawn? I mean, yeah, they're playing a very interesting game with Thrawn because, like, I mean, I said it to you, I th- said it to you in the, uh, in the lead up to the show. I, I don't know if I would have shown Thrawn, uh, mm-hmm. in the trailer. Like, if he wasn't in the first two or three episodes, 
Like, if you're going to do the thing where we're going to wait and wait and wait to see Thrawn, then I almost wish I wouldn't have seen him. Because, like... I mean, unless the performance is just, like... I don't know, like Heath Ledger Joker or something. Right, where you just like, we have to hype it up. It's <laughs> right. so great, but... But otherwise, I'm like... You know, they, they didn't show Kang and, and Loki, you know? Like, I know that was one episode, but, like, they didn't show Kingpin, you know, and Hawkeye. Um, you know, with this, I'm like... Wasn't in the first two episodes. I mean, we're talking about, you know, we have to break him out. We gotta, we gotta go rescue him. Whatever the case may be. I just, I don't know. I, I, like, there's, there, they like, I, I, I hate to be like, oh, well, I know he's gonna get out. Cause I saw him, you know, and it may, that could have been a flashback. We don't know what the circumstances of that. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident that we know he's gonna get out. Yeah, exactly. We know he's gonna get out just because <laughs> the nature of the show. But yeah. Um, but it's like now we we kind of know like where it ends up. Like we know, you right. know, visually, like you said, we have those cues of all right. He's so this be on is the, the part where he's on yeah. the ship and he's walking down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he's staring at someone. Yeah, and then we get like... the Elon Musk shot. You know? <laughs> um, so that is the only thing. Because uh, if I we hadn't have seen that, I'd have been like, shoot, I don't know when we're gonna get thrown. I don't know how we're gonna get thrown. Uh, you know. Now I'm like, all right, well, yeah, they're clearly going to get him out, get him on the ship, you know, and then he's going to be running, running, running point, point man on, on things out of the at that point. Um, but, but yeah, no, I mean, I'm excited to see what the key, where, you know, what the case is with Thrawn right now, where he is, uh, and how it ties into Ezra, you know, because there's a, an assumption that they're together on some level, you know, they were left in the same place, they were trapped in the same place, so is that still the case? Is Ezra, you know, a Snake Eyes-looking Inquisitor now? I don't know. I mean, that's part of the question, Kenno. We could dive right in. So, so we got, um, so we get a fight scene in these episodes as well between Ahsoka and this Inquisitor and a robot, but she dispatches the robot. Um, so or this, I'll, I'll put it, I'll put air quotes over Inquisitor. Because we don't know that this is, I guess, technically an Inquisitor. They have an Inquisitor's lightsaber. Um, but I guess we don't, like, know that this is an Inquisitor. So this is, they call him Merrick. He, or or she, I guess, I suppose, um, has, is just dressed in all black. Has a black mask um, with ridges. Um unfamiliar mask not like anything we've seen and and um and this character is basically going toe-to-toe with ahsoka and lives so lives to tell the tale (laughs) he just he fights ahsoka and just gets away which is something that at this level of ahsoka (laughs) i don't know if ahsoka's you know just just gunning down people in cold blood (laughs) i mean she got it on quizzers in cold blood that's true she's got like what she didn't kill uh, morgan no she didn't um, you can maybe make the case she should have. I don't even know, <laughs> but but she's got like three three inquisitors now. I think this that's body true. count. That's true. Um, so she is she is not easily, afraid. Yeah, not not afraid. To not afraid and easily dispatching these inquisitors. Like just does not care. Um, very willing to just put an inquisitor down completely. Um. So. So yeah, so we so Ahsoka. Could have taken this person out, um, or sh- or should have been able to take this person out if they were just the level of the, your average inquisitor, and um, they were not. So I guess the question becomes: Who is this person? I mean, they're walking around with Balin Skull in 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 uh, Shin, and we don't know. Like we have no idea who this person is. They don't. They never say anything. Which is also suspicious, um, but they appear to be very powerful. Um, now, this character also wasn't hyped up at all, like whatsoever, no. in any of the in any of the promotional material. Yes. Um, so, Kendall, there's been a lot of talk online, and we've discussed this obviously, but there's been a lot of talk about the possibility that this character is Starkiller. Um, now, if you're not familiar with the Star Killer character, 
Starkiller is the main character from The Force Star Wars, The Force Unleashed, and The Force Unleashed 2. These are video games that were released um, by LucasArts uh, many years ago. Uh, I forget what consoles they came out for. Um, I don't know if it's like PlayStation 2. Yeah, it was like the... I don't. I can't recall what gen. The second yeah, generation version. Yeah, okay, yeah, I can't recall. But yeah, but it was that PS2, Xbox. Era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So, um, so those games, of course, came out quite a while ago. But the Star Killer character is very power. Is very popular, um, and also extremely powerful. A lot of people say just very broken, super yes. broken, taking down Star Destroyers with their bare hands, and just. That's not something that, so let's <laughs> that run, we've seen. Let's run down the reasons, because a lot of people are probably listening, being like, character from a video game? Like, what give, What did we see from this guy? Or what do we know about this guy that makes you think that Starkiller is even a remote possibility? Right. Um, so, uh, so the names are similar. Almost identical. Yeah. Names are very similar. Um... I forget the exact name of this. Galen Merrick. Yeah, Merrick, I believe. M-R-E-K. Yeah. So, M-A-R-E-K. And this is, this one Merrick. is. Merrick. Double R-O-K. Um, so, that's, so that's one. Two, um, going toe to toe with Ahsoka. Very powerful, obviously. Yes. Much more powerful than yes. your average uh, Inquisitor and, and maybe even your average Jedi. Yes. I mean, Ahsoka at this point is definitely on the level of like a Jedi Master for sure, not just a your average Jedi Knight. Um, uh, you know, trained by Anakin of all people, you know, as well. Yes, the, 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 Especially the, trained, and that's that's an important detail when it comes to uh, the duality of potentially Star Killer being the right. opposite of yes. Ahsoka. So that's another thing. Obviously, you know, Star Killer trained by Vader, um, trained by Darth Vader as Darth Vader's apprentice. Ahsoka, trained by Anakin, as Anakin's apprentice, because you right. see the light side versus dark side there. Um, in the credits. And the, you see, in the credits, um, who is listed in the credits as a, as a voice role? We have Sam Witwer, who was the um, the face of Starkiller in the Star Wars The Force Unleashed video games. He was listed... Um, in the credits, yeah, as an additional voice, as an additional voice, and who is he voicing? We don't know. We know this Merrick character, I guess, grunts or something in like one of the episodes, but that's about it. Um, otherwise, he's pretty silent. But who is Whitworth voicing? Right. We don't know. And on top of all of that, Whitworth has talked about how Dave Filoni has expressed interest. In canonizing Starkiller and making Starkiller an Inquisitor explicitly, like he's literally said those exact things, saying, "Oh, Dave has talked about you know making him an Inquisitor, bringing him into canon. How that would make sense because he basically is an Inquisitor." So you laid out all these reasons, Shari. Put it on the table. Out of ten. What are you saying is the likelihood that that is the actual case? Uh, Not just some crackpot theory that might be true. <laughs> some guy on the internet <laughs> in a tinfoil hat in a basement with a conspiracy map with all the lines going all over the place. Um, uh, I, like I gave you guys, not to cut you off, but I gave you guys a, a crackpot theory last week on Hero Talk about Doctor Doom being, you know, roommates with Tony Stark in the MCU. I don't think it's gonna happen. But there are some dots that I can connect, but I don't think it's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Do you think that this is actually a legit possibility? Because you uh, connect some dots to make me think that it's very likely. I give it. I give it a. I give it a six out of ten. It's so you think it's more likely than not. <sighs> It'd be a weird. It. It would feel the tiniest bit trolly, right, um, right, right. With all these things lining up, <laughs> if if it if Stark if this was not again, we we've seen Filoni, like um, he knows the, the the pulse of the fan. Yes, so he knows when you name it Merrick, and like again, it's an Ahsoka show, and right, you know the Whitworth stuff you may not have control, but like 
again, just the name in general, you're just like, all right, you know, you know what you're doing here, you know. Yeah, it's there's no, no face, you know, covering up the yeah, whole head. Yeah, making like, it a, a why secret identity. Why are we identity. covering up? Why can't they say anything? Right. You know, like, what is the what right. is the mystery the here? mystery, yeah. So um, you're intentionally trying to create a mystery, and you know where people's heads are going to go to. So if you pull the switch. Um, so what about you, Kenneth? Where, where, where are you at? I mean, look, the... I would say the betting odds favorite is probably, you know, Merrick is just Merrick. <laughs> you know, like like it always is with these shows. I, I agree. You know, that's probably the that's probably the most likely scenario. Like you said, for you know, a lot of times you'll see, you know, with like Vegas odds, like they say like, Oh, what is uh, a free agent's next team? What what is what is show Hiltani's next team? It'll say like Besides the Angels, because it's like, yes, the Angels are the obvious answer because he's already on the team. Right. But then when you throw the Angels out of the equation, then, you know, it'll be Dodgers, Yankees, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But to me, like, throw out the the idea that, you know, it's just Merrick and there is no mystery and it's just, again, just, I don't know, some guy. We never see his face and it's, you know, kind of just snake eyes, you know. Just, yeah, that's, that's, all, that's what he is. Um, I mean, the Star Killer thing is, 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 a, is a hell of a theory. When you first told me, to, I laughed when you first told me. I was like, "No way, it's Star Killer." Yep. I didn't. I, I didn't did dig, as well. When yeah, I, I, did, I didn't dig into it. But people were dead. People were serious as a heart yeah. attack. I'm like, "All right, so now I need to know what the case is." Yeah, yeah. I, I was not giving it its, its credit until I until I, I saw the dots connected, and I was like, "You know what? I look. I love a good theory, so I'm never going to shoot it down." That one I shot down pretty quickly, but you know that when when the things lined up. I was like, oh yeah, this is very, very possible. Um, so I, I, I'd agree that I think that that's the most likely of the, uh, you know, theories to be the case. Now, Kendall, there are other theories. There are other theories. So I, I want to just rattle down the list because I have a feeling you're not going to be too high on any of these. But um, I I'll start out with the least, the least crazy one, which is, uh, ironically, Ezra. Yeah, Ezra's a popular one. So there's a lot of people that think that this character is Ezra. Ezra, for whatever reason, was corrupted and is now working uh, for Thrawn. Um, now, I think the kind of clear, I guess you could say, hole in this theory is if Thrawn, in my, or at least in my opinion, if Thrawn was like banished... Like, where did Ezra... Like, why is Ezra here and Thrawn is banished? Right. You're right, exactly. You, you know, think like, they're together. Happened? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like, how did that happen? Um, but but people think it's Ezra. People think it could. this could be Ezra Bridger. They're hiding his face because it's Ezra. It's, it, they're they're setting up the the big reveal in mean, episode like, six or yeah. whatever that this is Ezra Bridger. And that would also then... Semi explain putting the putting the actor in the in the actual credits. Yes, you put the actor in the credits, and it's not just like oh because of a cameo hologram. I'm like, there's that's a cameo. That's not it's not he's not in the show, (laughs) right? You know, but but if he's playing this guy also, I mean, obviously he's not doing the stunts. But if he's if he's he's Pedro Pascal Dinjarin, or he's he's uh, in the costume sometimes, then that would make and being able to go toe to toe with Ahsoka like this. Yes, that that would also make a, a ton of sense. Um, now we've seen Ezra to have some dark side tendencies, but I thought we kind of right. passed that. Uh, that yeah, point, Rebel, you know, Sith Holocron. Yeah, you know, the, the evil Ezra thing was was told, <laughs> but we we knew they could never go over that line on Disney Plus. But it's possible that's something Filoni always wanted to do, and knew that like or Disney XD rather. Disney XD. Right? You know, now now that he's, you know, that burden of being on a on a kids channel is is is, uh, is off of him now I feel like he, he may feel like that's something he could do um, I'm pretty confident it's not Ezra I think it, there are some reasons to, to believe that it's possible but I am as well I just think again I think it's very they've weird. already been down that path before the the dark Ezra thing I just I don't know if that's something that would really interest Filoni yeah I, I agree I, I think the chances are very low um, but there's a couple others so the next uh, Barisofi, yes, another name that another name that is we're not unfamiliar with, and when it comes to theorizing, right. um, De- definitely was supposed to be the one to take Baby Yoda, right? Uh, supposedly, <laughs> but until it ended up being Keller and Beck, <laughs> Keller and Beck, uh, Merrick. 
I was gonna tell I was gonna tell you that before uh, before we did the show. I was like, I was gonna want to be coloring it back. It's like, uh, by the way, uh, doesn't that, that run the same time in Mandalorian season three? How, what? I so know, Keller right? and Beck. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. How is he doing with all this? I don't know. Um, so yeah, Keller and Beck, not Keller and Beck. Um, Barazofi is um, is uh, is is another one. I think this is also very low. This character, um, I mean, while I suppose it's possible, uh, I feel like in this, like for this show. In this way, her showing up um, with this amount of like intrigue surrounding this character, this is not how I would introduce Barry Sophie, reintroduce Barry Sophie. I would I would do so in a much more direct way, not by having her wear some kind of helmet and and um, and all that. This this wouldn't be how I do that. Um, so I, I I think that's also very low. I think it's lower than the Ezra percentage. Um, I think Ezra, I guess, is a possibility. You could just make something up, I suppose. Uh, this, I don't even know if I'd like how this would be executed. Um, so I think this is very low. But another theory, Kendall, is uh, Cal Kestis. Another one I've heard. Um, you I, know, which... I put that one at 2%. <laughs> Not even 2 I, Honestly, I'm pretty confident. Nothing 0%, but that's as close to 0% as possible. There's no way it's Cal Kestis. Cameron Monahan, he knew even when he was coming out and announcing Jedi Survivor, he knew he was going to be in Ahsoka as well as they were filming Ahsoka. He said, "You guys have no idea what you're in for." I feel like I feel like we would have been I feel like we would have been teased about this. That's what I'm saying. Like, like a million times over already. And like if he was like in yeah. Ahsoka. There's just so many issues with that. Yeah, there's a lot of problems with that. Um, like if you're going to introduce Kyle Kessis, he has to just be Kyle Kessis because I feel like you know, then. You affect the story of the games. Yeah, yeah. You know, very now, much now the game. now the whole game has to be centered around how does he okay, become, how does he become this inquisitor? Yeah, this inquisitor. Like, <laughs> he's gonna lose. It's like what? You know, like if he shows up, he's just Kyle, Kyle Kestis. Now you have a pretty blank canvas. Yeah, like, now I need Thrawn to be in the third game. Right. It's just a whole lot of hijinks <laughs> that there's no way that they're communicating like that and they're on top of everything. So, right. I'd very be shocked if it's Kyle Kestis. Um, Apparently, there's some people that, that, that have thrown out the idea. I don't know if you've seen this one of uh, some sort of resurrected Kanan. No, that's a zero position. Kanan Yaris. No, that's a zero percentage. <laughs> zero big I mean, big, again, big O for that one. Zero. <laughs> We've talked about it before on the show, but Freddie Prince wants nothing to do with He wants Kanan nothing to do with back this. In anything. And, you know, there's no way they're doing that. I, I'll, just, I'll, just call, I'll just call it right now. Now. This guy, this guy, we'll give a shout out to this guy, Matt C. Uh, okay. Shout out to Matt C. He tweeted something that I basically told you. Because I, I, I acknowledged you while we were watching the show and yeah. after the show that, like, like when you were telling me these stickers, I was like, Wait, who's that guy? Right. I was like, oh, that, the guy that, that, I mean, Ahsoka was fighting at the end? Like, I just, I didn't even think anything of that guy. Like, or that character. I was just like, yeah, it's just, you know, right. again, generic Inquisitor character. <laughs> right. And... Matt C tweeted, uh, yeah, he had a Twitter thread where he's like, I'm not getting into Merrick fan theories. These Disney Plus shows, Marvel and Star Wars specifically, have this habit of building up a, a mystery surrounding a minor character in the show that turns out to be something of no real importance. Merrick is most likely just another throng goon who's <laughs> killed halfway through the series by either a Soaker or a Beam. So I'm not putting any of my cards. Uh, into him being Ezra, Galen Merrick, or somehow <laughs> resurrected Kanan Jarrus. Those all being the popular theories right now. Dave Filoni isn't really one to pull a twist like that. But but, but again, that that's honestly, again, that's the leader in the clubhouse. Is that it just ends up being a nothing burger that we're talking way too much about in the fans. It's, it's, it's very possible. Just because it's a trend, again, all these shows. It's very possible. Um, I would have advise Dave against doing all of this, making all the, oh, why is he in a mask? Who is he? What is, I mean, we talked I would have just been like, man, if this, if this is nobody, just make it, just put it, put it, make him a Tweelick or something. Like, I, I don't need, we talked, we talked about uh, Clancy Brown earlier, man. Yes. Remember, remember the blacksmith from the Punisher? We had like, yes. like yeah. eight, seven, eight episodes of, oh, who's the blacksmith? Yeah. You know, there's got to be somebody, and it, 
It really wasn't. It was just Clancy yeah. Brown. Yeah. It was cool, but like, you know, we're thinking like, oh, is it, is it Fisk? Is it, you know, some other crazy Marvel character we hadn't seen yet? <laughs> right. Nope. It was just a generic character that maybe was a, a comic book character, but nobody had ever heard of. Right. Um, and it's not, again, that's not that's a trope that is very very popular and uh, has been overused. I had that's just again that's just the uh, the caveat that I'll throw out there. Um, All right, you know that is most likely going to be nobody, but uh, but like you said, the way that they are creating this mystery, you know, for no reason, and again, not really didn't market this character. It'd be different almost if they were like marketing this like this this taskmaster like character <laughs> right that yeah, was yeah. just chasing ahsoka down and you're right like, you're like oh i mean that's that could just be anybody you know yeah. but when you hide the character intentionally from the marketing and then they show up it almost creates an, an added level of intrigue yeah yeah so it'll be, it'll be very interesting to follow we'll we will be tracking that uh of course and hopefully we um get um if it is nobody, hopefully we get that answer soon. It's not something that's dragged out uh, <laughs> throughout the whole series. Um, uh, I think that pretty much covers it. I mean, uh, by the end of the episodes, Ahsoka and Sabine are Master and Padawan again. Uh, you know, I'm hoping that storyline is not dragged out. And uh, Morgan Elizabeth has this super giant, uh, looks like a like a hyperspace ring, I guess, that she's going to use to try to get to Thrawn. Um, or at least that's, that's what it, what it appears. So, um, so yeah, very interesting stuff going on and, and we'll have to keep track of, of, um, you know, just of, uh, of everything that's going on and we'll be letting you guys know, um, our thoughts on that. Um, also want to give a big shout out and RIP to, to, uh, Ray Stevenson as well, uh, who did a fantastic job. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Fantastic job. Very, very good job. Very sad, of course, that that um, he lost his life. And, and, of course, as always, wishing the best to his family and his loved ones. Um, but the char- this character is very compelling. Um, so I just really feel like he deserved a shout-out for that because it's a very awesome character. There are, uh, I, yeah, 100%, um, you know, that, that, like you said, that first episode, Balin, uh, was already very good. Yes, uh, first two episodes, but um, there are some uh, montages on YouTube or just on the internet um, of like all of the footage from the trailers that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. There's still a pretty decent amount. Yep. Um. So, you know, no Mon Mothma, you know, yet yep. or anything like that. I mean, a lot of the rebellion stuff they they, they kept away, but um. But yeah, you know, so there's still some stuff, you know, uh, that we haven't seen yet. Um, but from what I was seeing, you know, just skimming through it, like, it, a lot of it seemed like the same set pieces. So I would assume that might just be the next episode. Yeah, that would be my guess. Yeah. Um, we got some of the Rebel stuff. And um, I don't know if we're going to get that, that Sabine Shin fight. Part two, I guess. Right in this, uh, and in, in the next episode. Yeah, we might not get that till the last so, or penultimate. Last question I have for you on this shit on this episode is: We're now two episodes in, and none of our theories have been proven true yet, or none of our bold predictions have been proven true yet. Um, do you feel any less confident that like Zed will show up? Do you feel any less confident that? Uh, you know, Jason Sindula will show up. Do you feel any less confident if some of these other characters, I mean, Ezra, again, nothing, I don't think anything changed on the Ezra or Thrawn front, but some of these other characters that we thought, you know, Captain Rex, you know, guys like that, mm-hmm. do we think that there's, obviously mathematically there's a less chance that they're going to show up now that we're two episodes down, but like, right. theoretically, do you think that, you know, do you feel worse about the odds of them showing up, or you're just like, yeah, they weren't going to be in the first two episodes? Um... Uh, yes, on Jason Sindula. I think his chances for me are down almost zero. Wow. I don't. Think, I, don't, I, don't th- I don't think he's going to show up. Wow. This show does not seem very hero focused uh, whatsoever. Not. Yeah. Doesn't really like not at all. To me, like she's very much an ancillary in the background right. type of character for right. us. It shows up in a hologram, and you know, 
if you show up on her ship, she'll say hi. But other than that, they're not focused on it. That is true. I just feel like Filoni, if this show wasn't made by Dave Filoni, I agree with you. But because it's being made by Filoni, I'm just like, he wouldn't make a character and make a show in the future where the kid should be around, you know. Um, I mean, it is called Ahsoka, but... Yeah, it's an Ahsoka show, and not... But, like, you cast Hera. Yeah, I know. Make it a major actress who's going to be in almost every episode. I mean, look, do I feel worse about it? Again, like I said, mathematically, there's only less There's only less ways and less options for him to show up. But mm-hmm. um, but I would still venture to guess he'll be in it. Zeb, a Zeb omission would be very strange to me. Yeah, it'd be weird. I think I, I still think Zeb's Because we know he's show. around. Like, it'd be one thing if we were like, exactly. we don't know where Zeb is. Maybe, you know, like Sokka and... In uh, Korra, Legend of uh, Legend of Korra, yeah. so you have Sabine, Hera, Chopper. Right. Um, we know they're looking for Ezra. Yes. Kanan's dead. Right. Zeb is the only one unaccounted. He's for. the only other one. And it's not, again, it's not like he's unaccounted for, and it's some mystery. We saw him in Mandalorian. Right. Talking and Steve Bloom. <laughs> right. So like he, he's he's out. He's doing the New Republic stuff. Like it made it, it almost made no sense for him not to show up. So right. Um. I mean, Hera's like his boss, right? Maybe exactly. Technically. <laughs> uh, what about Mando? I feel I feel a lot less confident. I didn't wasn't um, wasn't really sold he was going to be in it anyway. But I I agree with that as well. I don't know know that I need Mando in this show right yeah. now. Yeah. Um, I don't think the show needs Mando. I think the show needs Ezra to, to be born. Right. Um, and Thrawn. So so yeah no definitely no on Mando. Um, I'm still not any less on my theory that in fact now I may be leaving a little bit more on my theory that someone's not going to make it. Um, I mean they already almost killed Sabine. They got that red herring, but yeah, now yeah. I feel like that increases the likelihood of a second, maybe more permanent stabbing or death or something some kind. And it'll add stakes to the show. I. Highly doubt they're gonna kill Ahsoka in a Ahsoka show. Obviously, uh, I find it. Look, unless it's a villain, I mean, I think everybody's gonna make it out. Uh, in part, I mean, it's not a guarantee. And again, who is everybody? I don't know. Like, Sabine, Hera, and, and and Ahsoka are the only three right now that that we're supposed to really, really care about. But you know, again, is right? Does Rylan make it out? Oh, you know, maybe not. But. Um, only because they're making that movie, you know, and I would imagine Filoni doesn't want to, you know, stuff he's setting up now, like, there's no reason to take any chess pieces off the board mm-hmm. so early. Um, if you have a movie yeah, coming true. out, but it's Ahsoka, Sabine, Hera, like, those are going to be characters that you promote, used to promote that movie. Right. Um, it's part of the reason probably why you cast some of these big actors, actresses to play these characters, so... Um, so yeah, I would I would assume the, that all the major main characters would be safe. Villains, I have no idea. I mean, chances are it's Star Wars. Chances are they're not making it. <laughs> but um, the, the the Shin character is interest, interesting because like she fits the archetype for sure of like someone who's gonna get redeemed at some point. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see if that's something that they go through with or if they uh, kind of buck the trend and keep her evil. Yep. Yeah, definitely interesting. Definitely something that we will be keeping track of. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, just just more information, more uh, uh, plot points, story points that we'll be tracking. But uh, but I think that's a good place to end it. Um, so that'll do it for our Ahsoka premiere review. Um, uh, we will, of course, be giving you guys more reviews as more episodes are released. Um, and, uh, you know, of course, if there are any major reveals, major episodes, major confirmations or, or, um, you know, or I guess the opposite proving, proving a theory wrong, um, we will be, uh, up to you guys on that as well. I also think the only other thing that I would be speaking on in the short term outside of Ahsoka Maybe the from a certain point of view, the the Return of the Jedi from a certain point of view is releasing soon. 
and I will be going through that quickly. The other two were fantastic. So very enjoyable. I highly recommend those books. Um, so I will be going through the Return of the Jedi one. Sure, it won't take me very long to get through. And uh, I'll be talking about that on this show. But that'll do it for this episode. So thank you all so much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Shamari, joined by Kendall. And we will see you guys next time. Everything you will do, and everything you'll get through, just make the force be with you.